So welcome back to FPI, Football, Philosophy and All Things Irish. Um, last time we were on, we were doing a podcast on Richard Yates, the American writer. Um, and tonight we're looking at the, the Stoics, so the philosophy of Stoicism. Um, for anybody who doesn't know or, or might have an idea, um, I suppose the, the common conception of Stoicism is someone who who suffers in a way that's kind of emotionless and they remain calm in the face of adversity you know they're kind of you know they're a, a tough character who can who can manage their emotions in times of chaos and um you know tragedy and i suppose you know in many ways there could be an argument which would say that you know stoics are kind of seen as a bit boring and and humorless and you know by by people in the modern world because you know everything's in control and you know they're they're very virtuous or or they're trying to be very virtuous and you know they never that they, they never let their emotions run away with themselves and you know they aren't very dramatic so therefore a lot of people think they're you know they aren't engaging as as characters and it's not engaging as a philosophy either um, but no, there's there's many many good points about stoicism, which which I found and um, I know many others have found, and um, they go beyond that that conception or or even misconception. Um, but the thing that, that that attracts me to stoicism more than anything is its kind of simplicity. Um, you know, it's uh, just a, a bit of history about stoicism first. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of merged between the the Greek and Roman civilizations. Um, I suppose people think about Marcus Aurelius, the Roman Empire, who, who who wrote a book, Meditations, and that was very closely linked to Stoicism. But of course, his his influences stretch back to the Greek times. Whenever you had uh, Seneca, who was who was one of the the first big Stoics, and um, basically he he was shipwrecked, and he was a merchant, and then he was shipwrecked, and and left bankrupt and you know so that's kind of that was the source of his his philosophy and you know we, we know what he fought for his his um writings letters he was kind of like a, a kind of counselor back in those days you know he would have wrote to friends and stuff and the thing that pops out the most is that you know this removal of of human worry you know this constant worry about what people think about you and if you lose your job and you know it's a constant source of worry and what what Seneca kind of uh, recommended for these letters these friends who were in difficult you know life positions um was that you know we've got a we've got a bit more realistic with life and and get used to hardship um uh, because anything can happen and um you know, it's 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 much easier um, when your reaction they they losing your job or being humiliated is they kind of half accept it, uh, which is a weird way of thinking, really. You know, and uh, it's very far removed from from you know kind of you know modern normal what would be classified as normal people. You know, because everybody. Everybody wants to be, you know, no matter what they say, like the majority of people want to be appreciated and, and well thought of and, you know, have have some kind of, you know, 
relative level of status you know they 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 kind of source their their esteem self-esteem from that so it's it's weird it's a weird way of thinking but there's a lot of logic in it as well it's kind of you know if you strip yourself of of everything that you deem to be desirable then you know what what can disappoint you then that's kind of the idea really um you know it, it, it makes you very strong because you know it's kind of like they say like you know once you give someone the the power to make you angry um then you become a master to them and it's kind of the same as other things as well when people know that you know what they do doesn't annoy you then um it, it makes them feel uh, powerless and and that's kind of like the same with desire as well um and that's what the stoics are all about really it's about um the external world it's, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of links to the buddhism um because of course you know this idea that desire is the root of all sorrow um so you know once you start and and modern society of course is has uh tapped on this this impulse very well this idea that you need more and more and more um and it just leads to an insatiable hunger um but you know it's at the same time it's very hard to hard to manage those especially some desires that are you know some desires that you know could be seen as enjoyable you know it's not like the stoics um, believe that you shouldn't desire like but i think they you shouldn't be dependent on on the things that desire rewards you with for your happiness i think that's one but anyway we'll, we'll move on there so they 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 have four different principles and um basically it's all about you know like i was saying living a virtuous life and and acting fairly and just and um behaving with inte integrity and stuff so it's all very general stuff like that um but at the same time there's a lot of like it's a very simplified philosophy which is very direct and very workmanlike um you know it's kind of like uh that one of the a roman philosopher um who came who came after Seneca and um Marcus Aurelius said that you know wealth consists not in having great possessions but in having few wants it's all it's all about that sense of intern internal happiness you know they talk about internalizing goals as well which is quite important like you know and it's a big it's a big uh shift in, in in our own way of thinking because you know for example whenever you talk about getting a promotion or something you're going to be massively disappointed if you think you've done a good interview for that promotion and you think you're better than the other person and you kind of had yourself set up on it and then you feel as if whenever you tell your family and friends you know um or they ask you then you feel as if you you've disappointed them too and you're not what they might have thought you were you know so we're we're constantly imprisoned by all of these these different things you know and um the the stoics are saying kind of saying well what do you expect if you want to if you want to be in the limelight and you want to be you know top dog and all the rest then you know there's going to be a lot of obstacles and you're going to have to suffer um so they're very realistic in that sense and um 
They also have this idea of focusing on what's in our power and what's not. Um, so for example, Epictetus says that there's only one way to happiness and that is to cease worrying about things that which are beyond the, the power of our will or our will. So it's kind of like just focus on the things that um, you're in control of, which isn't much. Um, but yeah, it's it's just about looking after your own sense of well-being and not being not being uh, not chasing after external rewards, which is what we all do, you know. So they're kind of saying that if you do that, if you want to chase after the money and the big house and whatever, um, not all of us chase after wealth and fame, but you know, the different degrees we want to be appreciated and stuff. I think normal people, um, what I mean by normal people is your your average person who works a normal nine to five job. Um, you know, they have great attachment to their their social standing and you know how they're how they're valued in their their friendship group, and I think that's. That's a good challenge for Stoics, you know, because Stoics are kind of saying that, and and it is a a constant source of tension for many people, um, you know, trying to maintain this sense of identity in their friendship groups, and it's just relentless, and that's something that you know we have to, you know, we have to like. According to the Stoics, we have to be, you know, they say if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. Stupid, you know, how many people, you know, perhaps wanted to do something and, you know, didn't do it because of what they thought other people would think about them. You know, there's thousands of people like that, you know, I, I millions even, um, I know myself that, you know, that ha that's, that's happened to me. Um... You know, because you, you just know that people people are going to make a bit of a joke about it or they might say something to you and, you know, and it kind of like they're surprised by what they knew of your character that you would have done something like this, you know, when in, in, in essence, like it's all about what, what it's your business really, you know, so, um, so moving on there, um, other things that we, we should know about the Stoic. So, just to summarize so far, the the idea that it's kind of uh, it was set and it it spanned between uh, ancient Greece and the Roman Empire, and um, so it's like a, it's it's more of a modern, it's more of a not a modern but a European philosophy, um, and there's a big idea between external what happens and how we react it. That's a that's a huge thing that that Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus mention that's huge. Um, so how we react, our interpretations of the world is very important. Um, like this idea that the world has no meaning, but we we give it meaning, and and that meaning will will determine our relationship with the planet or and people, and you know that that that's really between you know that can uh, that can transform. Uh, a positive and the negative or a negative and the positive so that's massively important and we don't even study them impressions and that's what's so important you know um and i think that's what the stoics were doing you know it's kind of like socrates said and many of the stoics admired socrates this idea that a life examined is a, a life unexamined isn't worth living um so yep yeah, 
it's it's always difficult to um you know of course you know you'll have many people who will say well you know i'm happy with a, a little um you know i don't care about you know big cars or whatever but then at the same time they might they might base their whole sense of identity and self-esteem upon you know how popular they are and so if they're not getting it from one master then they're they're getting it from someone else and that that's what the stoics are talking about and i'm sure like whenever you know whenever i'm talking about this lots of people can identify people like that and and identify it on themselves really uh, a massive one about the stoics is that um you know they actually um you know they really not encourage suicide but it was kind of like you know if life does become too stressful and you know it's overwhelming and you know there's always that option of of suicide like you know that's what they say they kind of say like you know so you you have this control i think i think what they've done is um like obviously <laughs> back in back in the days in which stoicism existed um as a philosophy that was that was taught um i'm sure there was they were used to people who were complainers about their lot and who were always cursing the fortunes that they had and um so i think there's a bit of their stoicism seems to be like future proofing their their philosophy against that by saying look you know oh you're gonna cry about this and cry about that that you, you know you had all the money in the world and then there was a lawsuit against you and then you printed all over the papers and like you, you know you've been humiliated um you know so they've they have a philosophy for that that you know you should you should use it as an opportunity to learn about yourself and and like if you if you you know this is all kind of filtered in they are modern language as well you know that that idea that whenever you hit rock bottom you can't go any further um so you know stoicism has kind of you know it, it, you can't see it in our our you know in our modern language and and the way we think as well i suppose um you know it's kind of an irish and i suppose it's it's a it's an english and scottish thing as well you know this idea that you know get on with it or you know it exists and it's a human thing really get over it and you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger kind of idea you know so there's a lot of that that that's all kind of you know stoicism as well um the stoics believe that you know they also thought that another very good principle so if we if we think about the idea of, of knowing what you're in control of and what you're not in control of and they think the only thing we were in control and of is not what happens but our reactions did um another one would be that they they encourage um negative visualization people talk about visualization these days about you know if you're going to if you're in a race visualize yourself winning and you're going to win well the stoics surprisingly and this would definitely be you know something millennials for example wouldn't really entertain i imagine um this idea that you know imagine imagine you have nothing imagine the worst thing that could happen and then you'd be more relaxed and 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 know that with the worst thing that could happen you could actually 
handle it and get through it. Um, you know, there's this implication that, you know, we're a lot harder and we actually think we are and we can, you know, it, it's, I think that one's actually brilliant because it's kind of like, how many times have you been nervous about something and then you've done it and there's that expression, oh, I wasn't that bad. It's a, uh, this is where the Stoics really comes in, you know, that they're, they're very kind of, very, up. A, um, very applicable kind of philosophy because you know it's kind of like that that example shows that you know it's not the event that is that bad unless you actually die in the event or or suffer extreme physical pain like um like you know emotional pain can really be be handled a lot better and I think that's something we have to learn um, and and give ourselves confidence instead of instead of always, you know, like hyperventilating and, you know, panicking and having no no confidence in ourselves because, you know, Stoics believe that, you know, we had we had the power of Zeus, we, you know, within ourselves, we have this amazing power that we haven't tapped into, this idea that, you know, you can encounter lots and get through it and you know we've we're, we've got massive resilience that we just don't know we have um so yeah that's that's a very good one um, negative visualization um think about the worst could happen know that you could you can manage it um you know if you if you practice being a stoic you, there's no doubt about it you will you will improve your your mental strength and possibly become happier as a person you know because you know You'll be internalizing your internalizing your ambitions, for example. You know, for example, if you're in a job, then you know, you say, right, I want to be like wanna be like manager within you know, if you're that type of person, or wanna get a pay raise or you know, I want the boss to actually notice me and, and tell me I'm doing a good job. But um, the Stoics actually say, like, you know, try and prove to yourself first. You know, that's that's an important one. Like, forget, forget about everybody else because the manager might actually like someone else anyway. And it doesn't matter about your effort. Um, so internalize your, your goals. So you're always kind of like, you're making a friend with yourself. But at the same time, you're you're challenging yourself. They, they go beyond. Um, so... Yep, another t few ones there. Um, we aren't actually going to go on too long, but um, stoicism is is it's a very liberating idea, I suppose, and and um, you know it it really it really can, as I said, like it can um, give you some, you know, make you more relaxed and give you some um, mental resilience. I'm sure it takes a lot, a long time to actually you know reach that point. Um, You know, there's the, another quote from Epictetus is, I laugh at those who think they can damage me. They do not know who I am. They do not know what I think. They cannot even touch the things which are really mine and with which I live. So that's that's um, really interesting because that's kind of like thousands of years ago. And here's a man who's just talking about something that, you know, people in this day and age still still um, experience you know this idea maybe you're not getting on with someone at work or whatever and 
you know, they'll try and they, they'll imagine who you are and what, what buttons they have to press to annoy you or, or, or you know, provoke you in whatever way they want. And the idea is, is that, you know, Epictetus is kind of saying, like, you know, they don't actually have a clue. Unless you let them annoy you, they don't actually stand a chance. Like, uh, imagine that, you know, you can see that you can see that in life in general. You know, if there's a person who comes in, say, for example, a person comes into a new friendship group and, and you know, they're kind of like a friend of a friend and there's a, a kind of core group and, um, you know, they, they're making it hard for this person to kind of, you know, in, integrate within the group and, you know, some of them actually, you know, start checking how sensitive this person is, which, you know, which happens in these friendship friendship groups. Um, but if you had that person, they actually, like, you know, immediately kind of laughed off the criticism or, or the provocations and, like, the people would be... You know, would really lighten the load and and you know, re relieve the the situation of a lot of tension, and um, that's what the Stoics say. Like you know, don't give these people power because, um, there's there's no point. You know, you, you just end up being a prisoner to them, and that's kind of the way it is for a lot of the principles of Stoicism. Um, so just to just to finish off there, um, personally speaking, I, I think Stoicism's a great philosophy, and, and we have a lot to learn from it. You know, Stoicism has it understands the human condition that we're constantly constantly striving for for more things, and normally that that's externally. You know, whether it's like. You know, if you have someone with a drive these days, normally, like, that means someone who's driven to succeed in a business sense or, you know, in a, in a sports sense. They want to compete with the best and they want to show that they're the best. And the challenge with that is that you expend a lot of energy and it might not happen. And when it does happen, you might lose it, something which you base your whole life around. So... There's a lot of links to Buddhism, um, being a Buddha there, because it's kind of like you're making attachments, you're you're placing your happiness in something else, and it's very easy to say that we should avoid these things, and it's sensible not to desire it and become attached to things that are, you know, variables and 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 not really um, stable things that we can depend on, but because we are humans and we have to live this life, and you know, our kind of moods do do fluctuate um so it's very easy to but it's very easy to say that but um applying it is a different thing you know you know you'd think of you know if you started not caring about where you worked and unless you really loved it um then you know you'd soon lose the job and then you'd be worrying about the mortgage then but the idea is is that you know things kind of that's not a big deal, like, you know, it's it's fine, like, you'll survive, the idea is that you'll survive, and you'll be fine, and that's that's true, and how, how many times, how, how much energy do people expend on this stuff, you know, if you look at any social media, or just generally people, like, you know, it's all about, you know, everybody's got their bigger boy, because we're so entrenched in this kind of, 
kind of like a social cycle of appreciation and and trying to get on and trying to look good and being worried about what have I done that it's completely off center you know for what people expect of me and you know it's you know I'd have to explain myself and so you know it's all about that kind of coming back to yourself and focusing on what what makes you happy um because really you know socialization it, it does trap a lot of people like you know a lot of you know some people would be would listen to that and think like you know that's you know that's just a strange thing to say because you know this is a this is a way of happiness you know you know do well in your job and you know um keep your family happy and get a house and blah 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 and, the thing about it is, is that the Stoics aren't saying that that's, that's not wrong. They aren't saying it's right. They're just saying that, you know, maybe let's focus on ourselves and not be focused on the external things because the external things won't bring us satisfaction in the end anyway. Um, so there's a lot going on there and um, kind of went off on a tangent there. We, we, you know, what we need as people and what we what we think we need as people, but I suppose the Stoics are, are centered on that as well. Um, finally, uh, one interesting thing that a couple of Stoics say, Seneca says it and Epictetus says it, they say that, you know, time is short and, you know, you have to be careful who you sell your will to. Um, and if you're going to sell it, don't sell it cheaply. Um, that's an actual paraphrase or uh, or actual quotation and um how how many times we sell our world cheaply you know it's crazy like um we go into these places because we have to for the money and then you think well do you need do you need that much money really well if you got a big mortgage you probably do why did you get a big mortgage well you know well didn't i needed a house because of a big family did you need did the house need to be that big not really no so you know it's it's cutting back to what you need really and and uh, you know knowing that you can do without all this and not striving and striving and striving externally strive internally and i think that's a that's a very big distinction and it's a very once you sit down it's probably a difficult one to make the distinction of because we've become so um, so familiar with living in the external world um, and becoming a becoming a, a, a bit of a you know a, a stranger to our actual selves and, and just being insatiable and, and just chasing and chasing. But that will that will do us for for tonight. So I've talked about the Stoics there. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, We'll be back in in the coming weeks with with another couple of episodes of of uh, different topics, um, as 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 the the title of the podcast says, um, football philosophy and all things Irish. So um, we're on the philosophy section at the moment. So we'll we'll come back with more like that, and uh, we'll have some guests on too. So thanks very much for tuning in, and um, speak soon.